The Jets take on the top team in the AFC on Sunday. What do they need to do to pull an upset on the Buffalo Bills? We'll discuss today on the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, November 4th, 2022, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com, thanking you for making this show your first listen or first watch every day. This podcast is free, and it's available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you like what you see or hear, hit the subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening. You'll never miss an episode. If you're watching on YouTube, please give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps the channel out, and it helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And Sunday's game for the New York Jets starts at 1 o'clock Eastern Time, at least it's scheduled to. The Jets will host the Buffalo Bills. Broad games broadcast by CBS for the third straight week. We get the great Ian Eagle along with Charles Davis calling this one. A game where the Jets are trying to avoid entering their bye week with a two-game losing streak. Last week's game was really important for the Jets. I felt like that going in because you wanted to head into Buffalo at 6-2. First of all, because if the Jets entered this game 6-2, they'd have a shot at taking the lead in the division. And not just that, they'd have a shot at taking over the top seed in the AFC with this game. But even if you lose to Buffalo, you're on a five-game winning streak. You you go into the bye 6-3, you're feeling pretty good about yourself, I think. Now, if the Jets lose this game, they're 5-4. and four. They're on a two-game losing streak. A lot of the good feelings that came from that winning streak they were on, this hot start they were on, they start to dissipate. You get two weeks of panic. You get two, two weeks of concern, probably about Zach Wilson, unless he plays well. Last week's loss was really big to New England. And now the Jets have to figure out a way to turn it around against a team that looks like the best in the AFC and, you know, with all due respect to Philadelphia, could be the best team in the NFL. You hear frequently after a team loses loses a game about having a get-right game. And I said this yesterday with Joe Marino on our crossover show. For me, this is almost like a get-wrong game because there's really no question Buffalo is a better team than the Jets right now. The Jets have improved clearly. The talent level's higher, even without some of the guys they're lacking, even without Brees Hall, even without Elijah Vera Tucker. The days where the Jets are taking the field most weeks and are completely overmatched are gone. And you know, if you've watched this team the last five years, you've seen, like most weeks, the Jets' talent level just was not good enough. And you can blame a lot of other things. Listen, the coaching has been awful for the Jets for years. You know, Salah Salah and company may have turned things around a bit, but the coaching has really not been up to par when you had Adam Gase and Todd Bowles here. And the talent, but really the talent level was the biggest issue with the team. Talent level's better. But it's one thing to say the Jets you know, are on relatively equal footing with a team like, say, New England last week, which they were. Or, you know, you could even argue they're a little bit better than a team like Denver a couple of weeks ago. They are not on the level of the Buffalo Bills. Last week I said this, and I think it was true, that if the Jets played their A game and the Patriots played their A game, if both teams played their best football, the Jets would win. The Jets, the Jets did not play their best football, however. The Jets did not play well at all. After a first half where they were, where they looked excellent, they did not play well at all. 
the second half, they were bad against New England. And that's the reason they lost. I mean, I think last week's game was really kind of self-inflicted in many ways. Not to take away anything from what New England did. The Jets played a large role in their own demise. And I think you look at those teams, especially at home. Maybe, maybe I'd feel differently if the game was in Foxborough last week, but... I feel like the Jets lost that game as much as New England won it. And I feel like if the Jets had played their best game, the Jets were playing a pretty good game in the first half, and they were controlling the game, and they were ahead. This week's a different story. This is the kind of game where you're going to need something kind of unusual to happen. And it's possible. You're familiar with your division rivals, especially when you get them in your building. Weird things do happen in divisional games. And you know, in the NFL, you can always run into a bad game for somebody. So... It's not that the Jets have no chance to win this game. I, I would not say that. And listen, if the Jets win this game, we can forget all about all of the negative feelings from the last week. Now the Jets are going to go into the bye 6-3, and three, and they'll be right back in the mix in the division. They'll be right back in the mix in the conference, and they'll have a signature win. You know, as much as that win over Green Bay a couple of weeks, weeks ago felt like a signature win at the time, because it was over Aaron Rodgers, you know, the Packers really have not looked like a vintage Green Bay team this year. A win against Buffalo would take this thing to another level. But, you know, the Jets are going to need to fix what was wrong. There was a lot that went wrong in that game last week against New England. And not only that, the Jets are going to need some breaks, I think, in this game. I think this is the type of game Jets aren't really going to be able to win it unless something out of the ordinary happens. They may need a Josh Allen disaster game. You know, every quarterback, no matter how great you are in this league, they have that one game a year where just nothing clicks for them, where they, you know, they're careless with the ball inexplicably. The Jets may need something like that. They might need Zach Wilson to play out of his mind. The Jets might need Zach Wilson's best game of his career. And that would certainly calm a lot of nerves in this fan base, because, and I, including my, my own, because I am concerned about Zach Wilson. You know, people are trying to make these long-term prognostications about Zach Wilson, say, well, Zach Wilson's going to figure it out, or Zach Wilson's doomed. And none of this really matters, because... No matter what you say, there's still nine games to go. So Zach Wilson's fate will be determined in part by what happens over these next nine games. It doesn't matter what I think about it. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what any of the analysts think. Zach Wilson's fate will be determined over these final nine games and probably next year as well. I would imagine Zach Wilson's probably getting a third year at the very least. But over the next two weeks, if Zach Wilson plays poorly against Buffalo, and it you know, probably won't be all his fault, because Buffalo's got a great defense. If he doesn't, but if he doesn't play well, there is going to be plenty of frustration expressed over the next two weeks. There's going to be plenty of angst expressed over the next two weeks. It's going to be pretty ugly. But if Zach Wilson goes out and plays a really solid game and somehow leads the Jets to a victory, suddenly everything's going to feel better. Now, that's the thing in the NFL, and you've probably noticed it, that happiness and discontent tend to be based on what you did last time. And they can cha things can change very quickly in this league. You know, I think about when the Jets were 1-2 and two after that loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. And a lot of people were saying, oh, here we go again, another Jet, another bad Jets season. This team's 1-2. You know, they only won a game because of a miracle in Cleveland because the Browns collapsed. And then the Jets went on a four-game winning streak. And when you're on a winning streak like that, you feel unbeatable. You have New England coming to town. Now, in fairness, a lot of Jets fans were nervous about the game. I think a lot of the residual issues with New England that, you know, New England dominated the Jets for 20 years. So I think there's a lot of, there was a lot of trepidation over that. But this was not a vintage New England team. And for that reason, I think 
in part, there's a lot of frustration over what's happened the last week. Well, if the Jets somehow come out and beat Buffalo, and if again, if Zach Wilson plays well in this game, then, you know, we are a different story. Then we're going to be talking about how bright the future looks for this young team. Now, head here on the Locked On Jets podcast, we're going to talk about Zach Wilson. What does he need to do? And it's not just about Zach Wilson. What does the offense need to do to get to have success against this Buffalo Bills defense? That's what we'll talk about as we continue this Friday game preview episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. This episode is brought to you by Prediction Strike, the world's first sports stock market. You can now invest in professional athletes just like stocks. It's a lower risk alternative to sports betting, and athlete prices move based on performance and supply and demand. Jalen Hurts led the Eagles to a victory last night. If you invested in him one year ago, you'd be up 48.2%. I don't need to tell you how well you'd be doing if you invested in Sauce Gardner after this year's NFL draft. There's no Jim Cramer to tell you which in, which athletes to invest in, but there are 2.5% trade fees, the lowest in real money sports, and you can invest in four sports, not just the NFL, but in UFC, the NBA, and Major League Baseball. Download the Prediction Strike app and use code LOCKED for a free share when you sign up and make a first deposit of $20 or more. Again, that's promo code LOCKED for a special one-time giveaway. Prediction Strike will choose one person who signs up with code LOCKED and makes a deposit to win 100 free random shares that could be worth up to three thousand dollars if you get lucky and receive josh allen shares but hopefully not this weekend invest in what you know on prediction strike the stock market for sports there's nothing like celebrating a jets victory and there's nothing like doing it while enjoying a delicious built bar built has the best tasting protein bar on the market and they have some new delicious reimagined flavors they have cookie dough topper coconut brownie they have coconut brownie topper. They have white chocolate peppermint granola. That's Bilt's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And then there's candy cane brownie puff. Bilt puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. Bilt is revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low calories and sugar, just 130 calories. You will absolutely love these bars. These are protein bars, but they taste like candy bars. They are so good you got to try it. And right now, if you use code LOCKED15 at Built.com, you get 15% off your order. Again, the code is LOCKED15. It's one word with no space. L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five, for 15% off at Built, B-U-I-L-T, dot com. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listener, first watch every day. This show's free, and it's available on all platforms, including YouTube. We're here previewing the Jets game this weekend against the division rival Buffalo Bills. Jets are double-digit underdogs, according to Bet Online. It's going to be a tall order beating this Buffalo team. As I said in the first segment, this is the type of game where if both teams play at their best, Buffalo's going to win. So the Jets are going to need something unusual to happen. And when you look on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, there are two different ways you can look at this. You can look at this from the standpoint that the Jets need to play this game close to the vest. There's a view that... When you're the undermanned team, you want to limit the number of possessions because if you limit the number of possessions, the more a lucky bounce impacts the game. So is it a question that the Jets run the ball frequently with Michael Carter and James Robinson and you know maybe Ty Johnson? Or do you open up the offense? And I think the answer is probably somewhere in between the two extremes because I think in some there are moments where getting conservative when you're the undermanned team is a mistake, but you also want to stick to your identity. I think the Jets... With, even without Brees Hall, want to remain a team that runs the ball effectively. I think that they want to be run first because I think they want to take the pressure off Zach Wilson. The challenge is without Brees, 
there's less you can do. So this would be true, I think, even if you were not playing the Buffalo Bills this weekend. The Jets are going to need to make plays through the passing game. I, I just don't see how they win this game playing, you know, decade, you know, a century-old football, three, three yards in a cloud of dust. I think they're going to need to make plays in the passing game. And part of this is that Brees Hall was kind of the go-to guy on offense. Now, we've seen moments where Garrett Wilson has looked like this. And it's not a surprise to see Garrett Wilson be a bit inconsistent. This is in part because Garrett Wilson's a rookie, but also in general, the Jets' passing game has been very inconsistent this year. So you've had a couple things conspire, but you've seen Garrett Wilson look like a genuine difference maker. And he certainly did in week two against Cleveland when he had the winning touchdown and he had over 100 yards. And he did again last week. And it wasn't just as a receiver. It felt to me like there were a couple of points where the Jets were kind of using him to replace some Brees Hall touches. There was a little pop pass where he took, you know, he went around the end. And, you know, Brees Hall was so effective running outside this year for the Jets that I feel like in that way, maybe he's replacing Brees Hall a little bit. Not that you can replace Brees Hall, but... In general, he just seems like he's become the go-to guy. I've gotten the sense that Zach Wilson, when the chips are down, especially with Corey Davis out, it sounds like the Jets are going to be without Corey Davis again in this game. So once again, you're going out without your best back, your best offensive lineman, and potentially your most consistent receiver. But with Corey Davis out, it certainly feels like this is the guy Zach Wilson is looking to. And the Jets just have to get something out of their passing game this week. They did throw for over 350 yards last week, but... You know, it was not a dominant passing performance. I mean, there was there was some success early, and then there was some success late in the game when the game was pretty much over. The Jets need really do need to get more out of their passing game. And again, I think there's a tendency to say, let's shorten the game, let's play conservative, let's avoid mistakes. But the problem with that is that you do need to make plays. Playing mistake-free football, in my view, actually works less effectively against a team like Buffalo because the great teams don't beat themselves. The great teams don't make big mistakes. You play a bad team and you play conservatively, it's not a great idea because sometimes you'll keep them in the game, but those teams tend to beat themselves. They tend to make the big mistakes. You know, through the years, everybody's always been frustrated. Why is New England so good? Why don't they ever lose tight games? Well, it's because they were so well coached that they never made the big mistake, or they almost never did. You know, through 20 years of Tom Brady, of course, you're going to have games where it happens, but they almost never made the big mistake. And when you're playing against a team like Buffalo, I don't know that you can count on them to mess the game up. And I don't know that really playing it close to the vest is necessarily the best solution. Now, I'm not saying you open it up and throw it 50 times. That's not the way the Jets are built. That's not what Zach Wilson can handle right now. But I think there needs to be a balance. And I think going forward, this balance is probably going to need, need, need to lean more towards the passing game than it has. It could be a run-oriented offense, but I don't think it could be quite as run-oriented as it's been so far this season. And I'll tell you a guy who I think the Jets could use a big play from this week. And it's a guy who may surprise you, Denzel Mims, who had that long catch and run last week. And he also had a catch out of bounds. He made an impressive play on the ball in the air. And I feel like I understand why the coaching staff doesn't love using him that much. And he did get an extensive uh, playing time last week. I feel like I kind of want to get it because, you know, he's got a, I don't know if limited is the right word, but there are certain, there are only certain things he can do. And there are certain things he can't do. But the things he can do, you know, he's shown himself to be pretty good after the catch, as he was on that catch and run last week. And he's shown himself to be you know, capable of winning balls in the air. Now, these things alone, a receiver do not make in the NFL. A successful receiver do not make. But you're looking at this game. If you're looking at this game, again, if these teams play straight up, Jets are not going to win. 
something weird is going to have to happen. Something out of the ordinary is going to have to happen. And that could mean a splash play or two on offense. And I look at Denzel Mims, and, you know, he's playing hard. Last week he had that big catch, even though the game was kind of over at that point. He's a guy I look to outside. You know, if you're looking outside of Garrett Wilson, who may be able to produce it, you know, it's not, I don't know it's going to be the running backs. Michael Carter and James Robinson have ability, but they're not really big play guys. You know, Garrett Wilson's a guy Buffalo's going to focus on. This could be an opportunity for Denzel Mims to step up. So he's, he's a guy I have my eyes on. And we know Mims in his career, he's been just as prone. He's been just as likely to make a mistake as he's been to make a big play. If this could be one of those games where he makes the big play, though, it could have an outsized impact on the game. But of course, the offense is not the only phase of the game the Jets need to succeed in. There are two other phases, defense and special teams. What needs to happen on those phases for the Jets to win the game? We'll talk about that as we conclude this Friday Locked On Jets game preview. Now, when you need to hire somebody in the NFL, it's not so hard. The Jets lose Brees Hall, they can go out and trade for James Robinson. It's not so easy when you're running a small business, though. And that's where LinkedIn Jobs comes in. Every new potential hire feels like a high-stakes wager for your small business, I know. And you want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Just post your listing, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience, so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. Again, that's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Friday. Jets play the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. The first place Buffalo Bills, not just in the AFC East, but in the AFC. A tough game. One of the few teams I can say in this league at this point where the Jets come in overmatched talent-wise. You used, to, you used to have to say that practically every week. It's not true anymore. This is one of the few games where I do feel like the Jets are a little bit overmatched talent-wise. So if you're going to win a game like this, what needs to happen? Well, frequently what needs to happen is your best players need to go out there and have their best games. So I'm looking at Quinn and Williams because Jets have some issues in this game. I think if you look at the middle of the field, the Jets linebackers versus Dawson Knox versus the Buffalo running backs, even versus Josh Allen if he decides to tuck, to tuck the ball and run. It's a tough matchup. You know, on the outside... You're going to need, listen, speaking of your best players need to look like their best players, Sauce Gardner has, needs to have a great game for the Jets. I think that's clear. He needs to play really well against Stephon Diggs, DJ Reed against Gabriel Davis. Those are the areas, those are the matchups where the Jets have a fighting chance. So those are the ones you got to win. you got to make sure you win those. But how do you compensate for your issues at linebacker? Well, you need other guys to step up. And to me, this means Quinnen Williams needs to play like he did against Green. I'm not going to say his best game of the year because I don't think he could be better than he was against Green Bay. But he needs to have like one of those games against Green Bay where he just wrecks the game, where the other team just cannot block him. And that's how you that's how you hide your linebackers because if you know if you're getting to the quarterback before he has the chance to throw it, then he can't find those guys open in the middle of the field. And if he gets to the quarterback and puts him on the ground before he has the chance to run it. Again, it's, he's not going to get to the linebacker. So this is a situation where, and this is true frequently in the NFL, the guys who are your strengths need to cover for the guys who are your weaknesses. Essentially, they need to help you hide the guys who are your weaknesses. But that's true more than ever this week because you've got a tremendous Buffalo team. 
this is one of the few teams where they, you know, they actually might be able to match up with the Jets receiver versus corner. And I do, you listen, you got to have faith in Sauce at this point. You got to have faith in DJ Reed. But Buffalo also has faith in their guys for good reason because this is a dynamic passing offense. But you know, you look at the other spots, that linebacker and the safeties as well. They've been very inconsistent. I worry about them in these matchups, and essentially, it's got to be the defensive line that takes over. And listen, you need you'll need Carl Lawson to play well. You'll need John Franklin Myers to play well. But always, I feel like when you pull an upset, it frequently is because your best player plays like your best player. And another thing I'm going to say, special teams, it's been good all year, but they have to be better than they were last week. Last week, special teams cost the Jets dearly. Greg Zorline missed a field goal. They allowed a long punt return. They had a bad punt. Braxton Berrios was lousy as a kickoff return. And Berrios is not having a good year as a kickoff return. It's funny because, you know, you look at the NFL stats, and Berrios is actually at the top of the return list. But that shows you, like, how extinct the kickoff is going because he's averaging just over 25 yards per return. And 25 yards is a touchback. So essentially, like, you know, he's doing a little bit better than a touchback, and he's the best in the NFL. So it's more a commentary on how the kickoff's going away than this Barrios having a great year. And last week he was bad. But if he can pop a big one this week, and this is what the Jets need. I mean, I think the Jets are going to need something out of the ordinary. And that could mean a big play. It could mean a touchdown that doesn't come on offense, or at least a score that's set up on a short field that either the defense or special teams gives them. Because we know Barrios has the speed to turn you know a return into a big play. And we know the Jets have the ability ability to turn Buffalo over. And this is, you know, a new thing with this defense. This defense has been pretty good at forcing turnovers so far this year. So this defense needs to, you know, this is the best unit on the Jets, and the special teams is also good. We know the offense has been a weakness so far this year. So you need the guys who, if you're going to pull an upset, you need the guys who have been playing well to continue to play well. We'll see what happens. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. Give the show a five-star review if you're listening on a podcast or a big thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the game. We'll be back after it to talk about what happened.